Good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. This is the way. This is the way. My helmet's off, though. <laughs> it's all right. We're not Death Watch. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empire 161 Show, your show for all things New York Yankees, MLB, and at this time of year, Star Wars and The Mandalorian. My name is Tim. This guy over here is Ed. Ed, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's up? Same with shit, man. How's everything? Not bad, not bad, man. I can't complain. A little chilly today, but keeping your good. mask on, keeping your hands clean, always, always. Might, might keep, might keep the hands cleaning thing going, man. That's, uh, I'm saying, like after COVID, you know, it's not a bad thing to do. COVID's back like Boba Fett, so yeah, it's back. It's out of the Sarlacc pit. It's ready to go. It's ready to wreak havoc on all of us. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment to come. First the schools and then the jobs, and we'll see. I don't want to get that depressed, though. Let's talk about some good stuff. No, let's, let's, let's be happy. Let's be happy. <laughs> let's be in a good mood. Let's get some of this baseball stuff going here first. What have we got in the past week that we could talk about? Uh, just a few quick things. It was kind of a slow week for baseball, but uh, as we talked about last week, DJ LeMahieu was up for AL MVP, but unfortunately did not come up, you know, did not uh, get that first-place vote going. He came in third. Uh, he lost out to Jose Abreu. And then uh, my pick for NL MVP actually was Freddie Freeman, and he he did win the NL MVP last week. So uh, that's uh, two two big uh, pieces of news right there. Uh, the, perhaps the biggest piece of news the Marlins made as uh, Derek Jeter hired uh, Kim Ng as the first female GM in U.S. pro sports. I'm not sure if it was done like you know over you know overseas, but like Premier League or something like that. But that's what we have. We have our first lady. Uh, GM in sports. She'll be running the Marlins organization. Um, she's been working in baseball for quite some time now. She's actually been in an MLB for 30 years, uh, including 21 in the front offices of the White Sox. She, she worked for the Yanks, actually, back from 98 to 2001. So pretty good stretch, you know, when she was with the Yanks. And then she worked for the Dodgers from 2002 to 2011. Uh she was also, after that, she was with uh, actual, the office of Major League Baseball as a uh, senior vice president of baseball operations. Uh, and now, she, earlier today, she was introduced in a press conference uh, to be running the Marlins. And I know the Marlins also have a uh, female uh, president who's running their, their team as well. So, you know, Marlins making moves uh, down there in, in South Beach. Um, and then also the... Hall of the uh, baseball announced the sorry the uh, Hall of Fame 2001 ballot, uh, which features new additions of Tory Hunter, Tim Hudson, Mark Burley, and Barry Zito. Uh, but then there's 14 players that are returning. Uh, notables are you know not popular here is Kurt Schilling, or Roger Clemens, or Barry Bonds. Uh, Gary Sheffield, former Yankee, is on that ballot. Also not particularly popular here. Manny Ramirez, Andrew Jones, another former Yankee. Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit is still on the ballot. Uh, but he's only receiving 11.3% uh, of the votes. Um, I mean, I don't really see. 
I'm, I don't know. I don't see too many of those guys, all these steroid guys that are on there to still quite make it. Um, but you never know. I mean, they have been increasing. Kurt Schilling's up to 70%. Roger Clemens is at 61%. Bonds is at 60.7%. Um, I mean, those are pretty highest. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Or, or some baseball writers, perhaps they're warming up to the idea of it. Like, I don't know. I, I personally... Personally, I would I don't want to see those guys get in. I think that's the only way you can kind of, you know, hold or slap them on the wrist for saying, "Hey, you know, you you did. We know what you did. You know, you cheated. It's pretty obvious. Where this is what you're. This is how you're going to pay for it." But you know, you never know. I don't even know if Schilling is a Hall of Famer to begin with. I mean, I I don't think so. Besides my hatred for the guy, I just personally just don't think he's a Hall of Famer though. He's Hall of Famer being a douchebag. Yes, if there was a douchebag Hall of Fame, he he would have been a first ballot, like unanimous decision. <laughs> yeah, we've said this many a time. There's there's players you hate because of the uniform they wear, and then there's players you hate just because of who they are in real life. Yep. You know, Kurt Schilling is definitely someone you hate on and off the field, just as a human being. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to see him get in either. No, I, I really don't want to. I mean, I also just don't think he deserves it. Honestly, I mean, he's had you know he's got really good postseason numbers. Uh, but his, if you look back at his his regular his career stats, they're not overly impressive. So I don't know. I, I hope it. I hope he doesn't get in. But we'll see. He's currently leading the way for the fourteen guys that returned in the voting ballot. But we'll see. Um, out of the new guys, um, I don't know. I'd have to take a look at it. I mean, Tory Hunter was a you know ridiculous defender in center field. Hudson, Burley, Zito. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I mean, it's yeah. It, like you said, it, it's it's pretty slow. I don't see it. I mean, Omar Vizquel. I mean, he's probably the the greatest defensive shortstop I've personally ever seen. Like during my time, so I I could see that, but I don't know. I, otherwise, I'm not no not not. Well, the interesting thing that. is they don't they don't have to put anybody in this year. No, you don't have to do anything. You can get nobody. About the MLB Hall of Fame, they're like, yeah, nobody goes in. We can. We don't care. Nobody's worthy, and they'll skip it, which is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. So um, (coughs) that's really it. I mean, I know there was some like Gary Sanchez trade rumors flying around that I know New York Post reported that they were open to the idea of it, which isn't really news because I mean it's pretty obvious. They could be open to the idea of anybody. Yeah. (laughs) that's why I didn't really want to get to waste too much time on that one, but you know that's that's. I mean, they're, 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 they're open to the idea of taking Mike Trout from the Angels. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It could they're be. Just uh, the, they're just open to the idea. Yeah, exactly. I mean, shit, I could be open to the idea of buying a friggin' Mustang uh, Shelby over there, but it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. So that's all the baseball stuff we got. No, that's it. Very, very slow week in baseball, man. Hopefully, we got some stuff coming up soon as the free agent market picks up. But that's this episode's mostly Mandalorian. I'm waiting for that to kick in. Uh, but let me throw out real quick for more baseball to put it in the books, guys. We'll be back this week to finally do that. We had they had, they had a little. Uh, one of the guys had some uh, medical issues, so he couldn't be able to do the show. But he's back in full health, which is good. Good for you. And they will be back this. I want to say Wednesday for their Met show and they're all going to be giddy and in a real good mood because they got a new boss. So make sure if you want some baseball news, you tune into that. But for us, it's time to make the switch.
If I had yes. to had, I would, if I had the Stallone thing on, I would do the switch, but I do not. Tim, how are you going to do that and not have you? You have to. Well, I would have messed up your headphones. I mean, I would have been. I know, can't do it. Uh, yeah, so just an absolute phenomenal episode. Uh, chapter eleven is called the Heiress. I was going to put it up there and I forgot. Oh well. Before we even get started, because I said I get to see from you haven't seen the rebels or the clone wars or anything. So I get, I get to see through your eyes, all this stuff. So what did you think of the episodes? What do you think of all the new characters? What goes through your head first? So I, like you said, that's actually a really good point where, you know, for those who don't know, like, yeah, Tim and I are, are seeing this like two, two different lenses each episode now, because they're dipping into, you know, they're acknowledging the animated Canon of star Wars, at least, you know, the current Canon. Uh, I loved it. So, I, I thought it was actually one of my favorite episodes ever of the Mandalorian run so far, uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who, I mean, in my opinion, she's done maybe two of the best episodes they've had. I mean, she's whatever you want to think of her running around in Jurassic Park with heels or whatever the hell nonsense that was. She's kicking ass in Mandalorian, man. Like, I'm almost to the point where I'm did like, she, I would like to see her doing a movie. Did she do The Prisoner? What Which one did she do in season one? She did the episode uh, with the uh, ATST. With the village, okay. I may have been village. called the village. Yeah, I think it was like chapter three, if I remember right. Yeah, with the, we get the first Eugene Rana for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Where yeah, yeah. where um, where, where she's Clara Dune is is introduced. Um, yeah, she did another one, kick ass episode, the shortest episode of the season. But I think, I mean, from my perspective, it was the most like informative episode of the season. I think there was like so much to pick up there. Like you had mentioned, um. Death Watch, which we'll get into, is referred to as Watch on the show, but I know we talked and, like, I did a little bit more reading up on it, which I need to just cut the bullshit and just go watch the damn Rebels and Clone Wars and stop reading about it. Um, but well, there's, there's, if you if you look online, you look on you, you on somewhere, it'll give you every episode you need yeah. to learn everything about the Mandalorian, so you don't have to go through the entire eight seasons of Clone Wars, or whatever it is. You you actually can skip around to the, to the Mandalore uh, the War of Mandalore, Darth Maul, all that good stuff. The Dark Saber. So you you know you can skip around a lot. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So let's get into it. We picked up where we left off last week. We got uh, Mando, the baby, the child, and Frog Lady with her babies uh, heading to this planet. I always forget the name of the planet already. Did they give a name to the planet? I think they did. Uh, they did. Uh, I they did. Was. Anyway, we know the Razor Crest is in really, 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 really bad shape. To the point where they didn't know if they were going to burn up and re-entry. They don't, but they crash. They crash land on on the platform, then fall into the water, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Then we see a, what could be a repurposed Imperial Walker turned into a crane. So what I did see was out. so that was the second time that we've seen this in Star Wars because it was in it was also seen in Solo that type of thing yeah. where it's like yeah. Uh, where it's going ahead and like a crane type thing and stuff like this. So that was seen at one point. I think it was in the beginning of Solo. So I thought that was cool where you're bringing in stuff from like every movie, little tidbits here and there. I want to ask you. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Was this the first time in Star Wars that they acknowledged the science of re-entry to like, you know, an atmosphere and burning up happening? Episode three. Remember the big ship? Anakin crash lands yes. the big ship. Yes. And okay. They, and they burn. And they burn up in reentry. Okay. All right. So yeah. <coughs> so second. But time. yeah. 
I was thinking about it. I'm like, time. I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to cheat. <laughs> yeah, it's the second time. Yeah, after episode three, when they burn and re-entry him, Obi-Wan and, uh, uh, well, I was going to call him the Emperor, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Senator, Senator Palpatine. Senator Palpatine at the time. Oh, um, yeah, so it was the second time. But yeah, it was a good, it's a good to to do stuff like that every now and then. Make, you know, so what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson, your boy. Tyson will, your will boy. come after us. He's gonna he doesn't come after the Mandalorian next for <laughs> it's inaccuracy in science, idiot. So so they get pulled out of the water, they're on this dock, and what do we see right off the bat? We see Quarren, which are also known as the Squid Face, and mm-hmm. we see Mon Calamari, which I thought was a great <coughs> it's a great uh species to have both of them because they are from the same planet. And if you watch Clone Wars, they were at war with each other. So ah. maybe there's a piece that they've, they've they've figured out. They've calmed down a little bit. The war is pretty much over, but they are from the same planet. They were at war with each other. Uh, Kit Fisto had to go and get into that one because he can also breathe underwater. Rest in peace, Kit Fisto. Um, uh, so, yeah, all right. So, yeah, so... Frog Daddy leads leads the Mando into the bar where he finally meets uh, someone who would help him find these Mandalorians. It's one of the Quarrens, one of the Squid Faces, taking them on a boat. Now you don't see boats a lot in Star Wars. No, this was this, no. this was, was this really the weird. first time we saw that. This <laughs> was the first time we saw that. Yeah, because you fly everywhere. You exactly. Take land or, like, or the sand. Like yeah, this, this planet would look like it was majority water, like a body of water. Because even in episode one, they had a, a thing that went under the water. They didn't yep. take a boat. So this yeah. is kind of like the first time they had a boat. So there you I go. Mean, that was kind of cool. Um, and one thing interesting enough is how did they pay for this boat, by the way? The Moncala Raleigh, you, you go all the way back to episode one, season one. Remember, uh, Creed Garga gave him Mandalorian money, credits. Yes. He didn't want it, but he took it. Took it. And again, they hark back all the way to that episode. And what does he give the. Mon Calamari for information, that money from the se- from all the way back, season one, episode one. Uh-huh. They don't forget nothing on this show. Calamari they, don't forget, they don't forget nothing on this mm-hmm. freaking show. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Cargo knew. Cargo knew ahead of time what, what, what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, sorry. So, we were on the boat finally, and these Quarren are not nice people or squid faces, whatever you want to call them. They, they, they tease the baby. They tease Mando, say, hey, go take a look at our. Gigantic creature they're moving called a mama core, mm-hmm. which is yeah, the big nasty mouth teeth ridden creature of some kind. They knock the baby in. The baby has the they, the child, I'm sorry, has the well enough to move to close his capsule. If you yeah. look real quick before he gets swallowed. Uh then they knock Mando in. Mando's stuck. He's pretty much gonna die. And next thing you know, wow. For the first time ever, we see the lady Mandalorian show up. Bo Katan. Followed by her good friends, we never heard of before. Casca Reeves and Axe Woven. They're all new. So we were wrong last week. Sasha Banks is not playing Sabine Wren. For the record, that is that was an I and I stated it last week. That was an IGN theory. That was a rumor. We were yeah. dipping into it. But yeah, it was a rumor. But when I saw though, there were there being there um Bo-Katan's, uh you know two two um Sidekicks or whatever, referring to them as the Night Owls. What I'm saying, they, they, are, they are the Night Owls, they're, yeah, they're like Mandalorian elite. elite. Yeah, they're like a yeah. little that's their little group. 
Now, like I said, for you and for people who don't know, Bogotan used to, used to be a member of Death Watch. She was the right hand woman to Pre Visla, which, by the way, Pre Visla was voiced by John Favreau on the Clone Wars. Again, full circle. We're coming full circle. Eventually, though, once once Pre Visla lost control. Because he, he joined up with Darth Maul to take take over Mandalore, which is a big no-no. That's how she left Death Watch. But eventually Darth Maul killed Pre Vizsla, and that's when she started the resistance, the Mandal resistance, to take back Mandalore. And later on in Rebels, uh, Sabine Wren, like we said, she's the one who got the dark saber and gave it to Bo. Now, where she lost it, how Moff Gideon got it, is something we're gonna hopefully they're gonna express on this show. Yeah. Because we have no idea. Okay. That's, that's never been be- covered anywhere. That's that's just pretty much all right. This is all new now. Okay. It's all new. Nice. New for you, new for me, which is real nice. Nice. Um, that was in season. F- I want to say four. Yeah, season four. But now we're also seeing that uh, our Mandalorian was raised by. He wasn't just raised by any death uh, Mandalorians. He was raised by the Death Watch. Which well, they refer to more- in the episode as, as the Watch. <laughs> yeah. They call yeah. it the watch. They don't want to call it yeah. the death watch, I guess. But yeah, um, so now we know why he's so fanatical about the helmet uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. Um, but there are two different kinds of Mandalorians, which now will make sense on why some take it off, why some don't. But you saw his reaction mm-hmm. when they popped the helmets off. Oh yeah, he accused yeah. them immediately. Like, you know, where did you, you know, where did you get this armor from, and everything like that? He wrote them off as not being Mandalorian in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then Bo-Katan explains after they they're done kicking ass on on that boat over there, you know, that the watch that that's who he was raised by and that they're re- seen as like, you know, um, extremists, like, was it religious zealots? I think is the term she might use, you mm-hmm. know, and this whole thing about, you know, keeping, uh, covering your face all the time. And, you know, I, I guess this is the way though, is kind of just a strictly Mandalorian thing. It's not exclusive to the watch or as we, may, as you refer to them as, as death watch, which I'm, I guess they call them that in rebels or, is it the Clone Wars? Yeah, Clone, okay. Wars and, yeah, Clone Wars and Rebels, basically. Yeah, but by Rebels, it's pretty much uh, they got to go through Darth Maul because that's that's when Darth Maul really came back and caused a lot of problems. Yeah, he basically ruled Mandalore. Oh, and wow. he, he killed Pre Visla with the dark saber. So he had the dark saber at one point. <laughs> they had it, yeah, because that, that was the Mandalorian uh, reaction to a lightsaber. Nice. They said, you're okay. going to have lightsaber, we're going to have a dark saber, something to counteract the lightsaber when they when they used to battle the Jedi back and back, back, back in the day. Yeah. Whenever that was. Um, so yeah, so they, they tell Mando to team up with us. He says no at first, but uh, a little convincing. They rescue him again. About to get beat up by a bunch of squid faces. You killed my brother. No, he didn't. I did, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, he drops the kid off with the frog family, which is very dangerous. We know how that kid likes to eat those eggs. Yeah. But the fog, fog family did a good job of watching the kid. Mando tells him, though. Mando tells him, like, hey, mind your manners and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about and everything. You can see he's looking at it. But as they cut away from that, though, I thought they had a pretty cool shot of, um, you know, uh, one of the one of the eggs were hatching. And mm. you saw him, like, little fly away. I mean, he's, like, floating and stuff. And then you see the child, like, <gasps> Like he didn't know what they were before. He was just kind of eating them, I guess, because they smelled good or something like that. He now he's like, oh wow, I kind of I kind of get it. Now I really want to eat them because they're like little froggy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He loves him some frog. <clears throat> so what the what the night owls need from from Armando is uh, to rob an imperial ship full of weapons 
And uh, I thought one of the great cameos we had was Titus Welliver, most known, I guess, from um, uh, what's that show, Deadwood. Most people know him from yes. Deadwood. I know him personally from Sons of Anarchy. I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan. He played Jimmy O, one of the Irish uh, Irish mob bosses on there. He was really good on that show. You, you hated him so much on that show. And he also had his own show on Amazon. I forget the name of that one. He was on Lost also, from what I understand. Well, you know, I don't watch that crap. I don't. I didn't watch it, but I, I'm saying <laughs> through my reading, I, that's what it's up. <laughs> but that was a fantastic cameo. Uh, we got to see the, all the all the, the Mandos in, in you know in full battle, kicking ass, killing stormtroopers. They take that ship over, and uh, yeah, Titus Wilbur tells Grandfather Kenny, "We lost." He said, "Well, you know what to do." So he just attempts to crash the ship. Now uh, they catch him. They get the ship back. He kills himself with his little. Zzz. Little cyanide version in the Star Wars world. First time we yeah. saw our cyanide Star Wars, like you know, death right there. I yeah, don't recall seeing that at all. So, I mean, that's really the whole episode. Like you said, it was very short. But you know, the funny thing is, watching the episode, I watched it three times. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how short it was. I guess I was so pumped up, yeah, and so into it. I didn't realize it was like almost 10, 15 minutes shorter than the other episode. I just, I got so into it. I guess. Um. Yeah. But yeah, they, they threw they they flew off and said this is the way. They gave each other the whole way thing. But they gave the big instructions was to go to the planet Corvus, where they will finally we will see Ahsoka Tano live action, played by Rosario Dawson, on the next episode. And every nerd is having a nerdgasm, including Chris Frigliotti, because we get to see what Ahsoka looks like on a on the live screen. And Rosario Dawson is no joke. <clears throat> no offense to the girl who vote you know who did her voice in the in the cartoon. Rosario Dawson's a big deal. Yeah. It's a yeah, big she, deal. Yeah, she was, she's great in a lot of things she's done. I mean, Clark's too. And then, um, you know, she also was in, in Daredevil. Um, I mean, anything she's been in, she's she's a top-notch actor. So that's that's an awesome talent that they pulled in to, to play her. Um, so that should be pretty, pretty sick the next episode, providing that Mando doesn't get sidetracked into some other mission before we get oh, to that. I would, not, I, would, I would not be surprised if the next episode was not <laughs> – Corvus, not a Stokotano. The poor yeah. guy, ever since he got that kid, it's one after another. One yep. thing after another. <clears throat> so like I said, that was basically the entire episode already. Um, so tell me real quick, though, what did you like? What If you didn't like anything, you have any questions? I mean, uh, I can answer about no, I know. Clone Wars and Rebels, or because that's it. That's the whole episode. We already talked about it. We're only 20 minutes in. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, it is a pretty short episode, but um... I thought some of the cool things that were in there too is um, when he does earlier in the episode when when they go ahead and he he meets the you know the, the we meet the frog dad if we could call frog man and frog woman get together and stuff like that and then uh, the child is looking at them and he and Mando's like telling him no I know you're hungry we'll get you something to eat and they get him some chowder I guess in that restaurant where he oh, eats yeah. the calamari flan and then. Once they give him that, though, whatever the hell that thing was, it was like a squid or something, pops out of his chowder and it latches onto his face. It looks like it was like aliens or something like that. And it looked like the alien parasite, too, a little bit. I thought so. And then the kid is, you know, Mando's just like, I just love the way he just calmly told him, like, stop playing with your food and just knifes the damn thing quick. And then he's done. And, you know, and then drops back into the chowder, you know, continues. Um, and, and then the later on, he's, he's sucking it up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that same thing comes back at the end of the episode, though, when they're back in the Razor Crest, 
and they because they fixed his ship, they fixed the Razor Crest in like calamari, whatever. And you see, Mando's annoyed by this because you just paid like a thousand credits or whatever they said for it, and it's being held together by like seaweed and and like strings and stuff like that. And one of them gets in there again and goes for the child, and Mando you know snatches him, and then we see him eating it. Um, but just to even get back to what we're talking about, because there's there that big uproar online about uh, the, the child last week eating the eating the eggs. So when Mando, after the whole mission and everything, when Mando goes to pick up the child from the frog people, he does go ahead and he's like playing with one of them that's like a baby one and stuff like that. And Mando says congratulations, but and he tells that you know the child said he wants to like have the have him come with him now. He's like, oh, I have enough pets, you know, on on the ship. But you can see, though, that the child realized, like, hey, you know, these are living things. I Maybe I should not eat the frog people or something like that. He's almost, like, made a friend. That, that's the way I looked at it. So all those people jumping off the house last week and, like, calm down now. I guess he was, you know, reprieved from his, his – what did this? Some people were calling it even genocide. They were going that far to say that he was doing that. He was like <laughs> – I, I, I told you why I said I, I had no issues with it. It's a child. You don't know. Yes. He was eating eggs. That's it. That he didn't know what they were. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any necessarily because I, I kind of just did some reading up on, on part of this, but I also I don't know if you just mentioned it before, but if I understand Bo Katan was raised by Death Watch also, which she doesn't yeah, mention. She was, she, yeah. she was Death Watch also in the beginning, like I said, with yeah. Previsla. And once Darth Maul came, and once all that stuff, he he really became more fanatical. And then when Darth Maul killed him, that's when she broke off and she formed a different resistance to try to get back <coughs> Mandalore, which I said Sabine Wren and Rebels helped them do. Okay. And she had the uh, dark saber. It turned out that Sabine had some kind of—I think it was—I forget already too. She had force capabilities. Okay. They didn't so realize it last. No, no, Sabine Wren. Oh, okay. They didn't realize it, so she was she was the only one able to deal wield a dark saber or something like that. Hmm. <clears throat> but I got to go back and do my research. Um, but yeah, she helped take the planet back. Like I said Bo-Katan did have the dark saber. Now, what happened between then and now? How Moff Gideon got it, and how Moff Gideon knows everything is Not still everything. you know, yeah, he knows everything. That dude, yeah, he just like knows people's names. He knows where the sabers is. He's like, all right, you got to kill yourself now. That dude's crazy. Long live the Empire. I like that, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so we also got to see in the episode, too, that, I mean, well, I mean, further along, because we did see it in season one, where the Empire is like, they're almost like mobsters now. They kind of like in, in pockets. We don't really know how how much of the Empire is still operating. But you got to assume, I, I mean, my understanding is that they're operating kind of like little mob families that, I mean, if the New Republic hasn't caught on to them or something like that, they must be spread out throughout the galaxy kind of like that and, and running like, you know, stuff like this. And what we were talking about is, um, you know, the belief is they are the ones who ended up reforming and becoming the first order, you know, 30 years down the line or whatever. It's 25 years from what we're seeing right now. Yeah. There's um, an imperial, even, even in the chest, what I like about this, though, even in the original now forgotten legends, there always, there was always an imperial remnant, always trying to survive, trying to fight. They're just not as big, not as strong, not as powerful anymore. Yeah. After losing the Death Star and, and the Emperor Invader and that. But there's still those fanatical guys out there who believe in the law, the order, the way of the Empire. Just like mm -hmm. Gideon, just like uh, the client, all these guys. And it's never going to go away. Like, they're not going to go away. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're just not now instead of now ruling, they, they do hit you know hit and runs and that kind of thing. And and the new republics have to try to mop them up. But it's not it's not that easy. Yeah. It's not that easy to get rid of fanaticals, fanatics like that, which you know in the real world we know. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, so they don't they never go away. Uh they may hide a little bit better later on, but they they do end up becoming the first order. So yeah, they just never go anywhere. Okay. Just, yeah, I, I can't I can't see how big how big they are, how big their network is. Yeah. Like, do you kill do they kill Gideon and that's it? Like they, they go dormant for a while, or like you said, is there like a like a ma like a five families of the empire? Is there's another one waiting to take over, another moth out there hiding yep. somewhere, getting ready to take over. Does Moth Gideon the, yeah does so we know the Emperor's out there? Yeah, we know the Emperor's out there somewhere. Wow. So we don't we don't know what kind of strings he's pulling or anything, but well, imagine that. Imagine if that's how they answer the question that everyone lo- lost their shit about with Rise of Skywalker. That we find out that the Emperor has been just never stopped pulling the strings all these years, and they kind of acknowledge that in a well, kind my, of backdoor my, way. It could have, but my 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 understanding was it took him a real long time to get back to life. Do <laughs> you want to call it that? I don't. So he could be technically dead. At this point in time, he could be technically dead. Like alive, like alive, but not really. Like his body had to be a clone. Like a cat. So that's not his body, obviously. His yeah. body fucking blew up in the Death Star or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know how that, again, I don't know the science of cloning and transferring your essence into a clone, but mm-hmm. I know nothing about that. Zero. Maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson does, but I don't know anything. So I don't know if he's, if he's actually out there and why he created Snoke later on to be that guy. It doesn't make sense to me. Part of that doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, whatever. You got to let it go. Yeah, we went into that with Rise of Skywalker, you know, that we just we kind of decided to let some things go on there. But it would be kind of interesting if they use the Mandalorian and like some of the shows to kind of like fill in certain things that were maybe scattered with the sequel trilogy or something like that, like little pockets here and there. I don't know. I would rather just see them stay on track and stick with what they're really doing right now because what they're doing is great. It's stuff that we've never seen. We're we're seeing all new, brand new stuff. It's every episode is world building that keeps on growing and growing. In, you know the whole Star Wars lore that you know that we're knowing and loving and all of that. So it's it, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, and what else is there? I, I don't know if there's necessarily any questions per se, but I know that the um, I well, sorry, lost tr- train of thought right there. Um, no, I mean the the whole night owl thing. You know they're going to come back. We'll see them at some point. We'll see Bo Katan because you know she's going to go ahead and Mando's going to need her for something at some point, and they'll they'll team up and kick some more ass. Um, is there anything to the markings on her helmet? Does it look like there was like tattoos or something like that? that, that I think that's just them? the owl. I think it's the owl. Okay, I think they're just owl. I think I'm pretty sure those are the owl ones. Um, okay. No, really nothing else. But if you've seen the pictures from the Clone Wars, and they did, they did a great job with Katie. Oh, Katie Sackhoff, by the way, plays you know Bo Katan, which is another big nerd. She's nerd. She's a nerd goddess. Yeah, she's so she in, can't uh, do no wrong. What was it Battlestar <coughs> Galactica? She's in Battlestar she was Galactica 20, remake. She was on Twenty Four. That yep, we, 24. We, we saw her in. She was on. Uh, she was also on the Flash. She was one of the uh, villains on the Flash as well. Um, yep, she pops she's up a, everywhere. She, She's a nerd heiress. She's a nerd queen. So getting her on there is a big deal for the nerds. Um, and she yeah, voiced she was, her on Clone Wars, right? In Rebels? Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. Another good, another good take. That's why I say having her and John Favreau back together again. It's, it's just, it's so great. It's so great that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I can't wait to this Friday already. I said, I think, I think we might get teased though. I think we might get a, a Luke Skywalker type thing where we'll see Ahsoka in the last five minutes. Uh, you know, because he, he he's gonna get sidetracked. Look, man, the Razor Crest can't go nowhere. Well, it did, did jump the light speed though, didn't it? No, I don't At think so. I think it was sputtering, and I don't remember <laughs> jumping. I, I thought it was either. still sputtering. I oh, think the Razor Crest, by the way, is in worse shape than the Falcon ever was. It is. I, I mean, that Def- thing is being held. Is. It's literally being held together by string and and nets and and crap like that. Seaweed, Moncali Mari seaweed or something. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Do we think that maybe he ditches the Razor Crest at some point and gets a new ship? Or do you think he'll get like a full makeover, a new full revamping? Makeover. Yeah. I think a full makeover eventually. He's yeah. going to need some time, though, like I said, because these, these, these last two seasons are picking up. The episodes are one after another. There's been no like, oh, two weeks later, three weeks later. It's yeah. literally one after another. Mm-hmm. Him and his poor kid have been doing this for like two weeks. Yeah, two weeks much. of non nonstop <laughs> <laughs> adventures. So, yeah, I mean that was really it. I, I think it's a fantastic episode. I didn't even realize how short it was. I watched it three times. I was pumped up every time. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you get into the Rebels and the Clone Wars stuff, you, you get more excited with the, what they can do with this show. Yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, I knew who Bo Katan was because again, reading and stuff like that, and seeing pictures of her, and I knew her showing up. Uh, but I, I would wonder for someone who had no clue, because I did. Ex- I, I was explaining to some guys that I play softball with that, that watch uh, The Mandalorian and giving them a heads up, like, oh, okay. And it piqued their interest, and they were kind of probably, maybe they'll go ahead and watch, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff like that, which I will push myself to and stop picking up a thousand other shows. It's like, I'm in the middle of Titans right now, and still keeping up with my weekly Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond and all this other crap, but, you know. No life. How's world? I was world beyond. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like um, it's 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 focuses on a group of teenagers with it, but it does build on stuff that we saw in Fear the Walking Dead, and it also might lead into where Rick is okay. on Walking Dead. Yeah, because that helicopter and stuff like that, where they were taking him, that group is acknowledged in World Beyond. So it does have some importance. It's not just like a random one-off where it's it's like there. They're doing their world building and, and going on. Uh, do you watch Fear the Walking Dead? No, I couldn't okay. get into it. I'm going to tell you, though, if you decide to revisit it, I know the first season is rough. It, it pretty much sucks the first season. But after that, that show picks up, man. And, and for me, Fear the Walking Dead, these last couple of years, have actually been better than some of the seasons of The Walking Dead. Even though I did like The Walking Dead, when they once they got the Whisperers involved the last like two years, I thought it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. it, it kind of got back to being good again because I know there was like a year or two where I was like, eh, this is spinning its wheels and getting repetitive and stuff." But I mean, whatever. I, I dig it. Did it's you watch fun. the last episode of The Walking Dead? Yeah, I did. I, I cracked up when Negan uh, saw Beta. He goes, "Do you know who that was?" Yeah, I was cracking up. <laughs> I was cracking. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we all know now. It's a big super country singer or a super rock star, whatever he was." Yeah, this is the way he said it. Do you know who that was? Like he was so excited that that yeah. this guy was a, was a was a super famous rock star. <laughs> but meanwhile, we know he's got his, his ass torn to pieces. But yeah, I just like the way Negan delivered that line. I thought it was hysterical. I couldn't stop laughing at that. Part of my um, fascination with The Walking Dead, though, what's been going on with it is like you kept Negan alive. 
for a reason. Like, I just want to see what he does. The His whole interaction with uh, Alpha and Beta and all of that, and, like, during that whole Whispers thing was hilarious. Because, you know, you, his just reaction to him was like, man, you guys, you guys are really out there. You know, there's some really crazy shit in here. And then, you know, he eventually ends up getting down. And that was just crazy in its own right. But that was disturbing. Yeah, he was, did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. Listen, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever he took one for the team, literally. Literally. <laughs> literally, he took, he a, took one for the team. He took a big bald one for the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anybody ended up, you know, <laughs> slashing her eventually. And then we'll see how we haven't seen Maggie with him yet. They didn't they didn't get to that point. No, that will be so interesting. That's that gonna will be, be the, very that, interesting. That's gonna be the first time she sees him loose. And running around and helping and being part of the team, she ain't gonna yeah. like that at all. So no, that's got to be something they're gonna they'll explore as well. I'm glad to see she's back on the show too. She was she was a good yeah. character. That I kind of just got like written off because I know she had she tried to do her own show on ABC or something like that, and that got canceled. I was like, all right, back to Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> just like all of them. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I said it was a short episode. It was a short week for baseball. Short everything. Uh, so I guess we'll have to be back next Mando Monday, and hopefully, like I said, this uh, I think this episode is going to be longer. I know somebody was bitching yeah. about it. I saw someone took pictures. I took pictures. Fifty minutes, twenty minutes, thirty. I was like, dude, who cares, man? This episode was so jam packed. It was better than the last episode. Yeah, that was longer, but didn't have yeah. anything really going on. <laughs> so stop, yeah. bitch, stop you bitching. I'd rather have thirty-four minutes of nonstop action than you know fifty minutes of them walking through the desert or you know. Spiders and whatever the hell, you know, <laughs> crash landing on ice and all that bullshit. So, yeah, shut up, stop bitching already. Any final well, remarks before we get going? Are you guys still got anything else? You got anything else? Uh, no, I mean, I, w- I would like to see where they're going to bring back Boba Fett now because it looks like Mando's quest, you know, he's being quested to return the child. By the way, what I thought was interesting too is that he's returning the child to the Jedi, not to like his people per se, which still don't have a name. So he's returning them to the to the Jedi. So I, I don't know. I, I thought that was a little bit interesting. I thought he was returning them to like his people or his people among the Jedi. Is that what they're saying? Or well, maybe remember, the, remember like, the, the yeah, remember the woman Mando in the first season told him about he told him about the powers he has. Yeah. She's like, Well, the only people that have powers were called Jedi. So let's get him so there. I guess, so I guess like, well, if he has the force, send his ass to the Jedi. Because yeah, again, no one knows, no, yeah, no one knows what species that he is, yeah, and no one like no one's ever seen him. Ahsoka's going to see him and go, "Holy shit, it's Master Yoda!" Exactly. Go, I'm kind of like, yeah, what's the baby <coughs> yeah. reaction to that? Oh, if Ahsoka sees him, that's that's a that's that's a baby Yoda. That's a Master Yoda right there. Like, what the hell is that? What so, if they start calling him Baby Yoda? <laughs> no, <can't laughs> they make the name official. <laughs> I hope not. He's not no, Yoda. Not Yoda's no, dead. Not. They were alive at the same time. They can't, they can't be. Yeah. Yoda's only been dead for six years. He just kid's fifty, so they can't be the same person. No, of course not. I'm just saying, like they would call him like a nickname or whatever the hell. But you know, I'll still give him a nickname. All right. I just want. I said I'm hoping to get Ahsoka talking about you know Anakin and Vader and all that good stuff. And you know, even even though, even though the Empire is dead, it doesn't matter. Uh, having her tell stories is just what I again. I I would watch two hours of her. Telling stories just so just to get some of those out of the way, and see how messed up she is from all that. Yeah, well, for, actually, for those who are who are might be watching this who are unaware, uh, you can explain who um, 
Ahsoka is. You know, she's. I, I know. I mean, I know she's An Anakin's Padawan, but further than that, Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka Tano came on for the Clone Wars movie. The very un unknown. Well, people don't really don't remember that. That came out in the movie theater and everything. I actually went and saw it. It came out of nowhere too. Really. It really did. There was no like no pop and circumstance. It was just like, hey, there's a Clone Wars movie coming out. It's a cartoon. Go see it. And I called Chris. I was like, let's go see this Clone Wars movie. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. We went and saw it. And the movie is very underwhelming. I mean, you should watch it, I guess. But it's underwhelming because, first of all, Ahsoka was annoying in the, in the, in the movie. Okay. Again, she's, again, she's don't forget, she's, she's a Padawan, but she's, a little, she's like a little kid. She's annoying. Okay. She calls Anakin the Sky Guy. And it drove me insane. Oh boy! Every time she called him that, it made me insane. I couldn't stand it. And then in the movie, you had to deal with Jabba. Jabba's son gets kidnapped. So now again, they're going for the cute factor. Little Yoda, little little hut. Now you got a little hut, a oh, little boy. baby Jabba the hut, which really aren't that cute anyway because they're giant slugs anyway. Yeah. He gets kidnapped, and basically, he Jabba tells the Jedi, "Get my kid." And I and I will join you. Tells Count Dooku, get my kid, and I will join you. I will allow you. I will, I will allow the huts. Will allow you to use their space to travel through, which was like a big thing. It's like opening the BQE. Like whoever controls the BQE controls the war. So it's oh, like, boy. but the huts, the huts control the BQE. So it's like, okay, we're gonna open the BQE to whoever gets my kid back. <laughs> that's the, that's the whole premise of the movie. Wow. Eh, it, it, it does was, not I'm, sound I mean, great. There's some cool parts in it. I said there's some cool parts when when they, when they have the war, when they have the battles. But other than that, it's like, eh. even when they announced the show, I was like, please don't have this girl calling him Sky Guy all the time because it's so bad. I think she called him that for maybe a couple times during the first season, and then it became Master Skywalker. It's like, oh, thank God, yeah. stop calling him that. So yeah, she she's a uh, Anakin's Padawan. She ends up leaving the Order in. I don't remember what season, because the Jedi basically do what the Jedi do. They kind of let her out in the wind. She actually had to go to like a court and everything. I forget. Oh. Gosh, I forget already everything for. She actually had to go to like court for something for doing something. I, I mean, even though she was acquitted, she was like, "You guys didn't stand up for me. You guys didn't protect me. I'm out." And she walked away. Oh, wow. Ends up ends up with you know finding these uh these two girls who all they do is get themselves into trouble. But they're kind of like smugglers and they do bad jobs and. But she comes right back into the Jedi and right in time for episode three, right in time for the purge. Mm -hmm. And then during Rebels, she pops back and she turns out that she's this big spy that everyone called Fulcrum. She's one of the she's one of the Fulcrum spies that no one knew about. She pops into <laughs> Rebels. And that's when you get her best stuff. You get her uh she's not a kid no more. She's you know, she's an adult, and she comes face to face with Vader. And you know, all the all this time she's trying to put the pieces together. Like, how could Anakin die? Anakin was too good of a pilot. Anakin was too good at this. There's no way he could have died. And then when her and Vader go one-on-one -on -one for the first time, oh, my God, what a great show. What a great, 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 great episode that is. Because she actually cracks his helmet. Wow. And when she cracks his helmet, she sees his eye. And he looks at her and says, Ahsoka. And she, boom, it hits her. Holy shit, that's Anakin. And everything, wow. like, rushes through her head. Phenomenal episode. <coughs> I have a bad cough. I'm sorry. I don't have COVID. I just have a bad cough. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, again. Rebels is something else I recommend to catch up on stuff like that for Ahsoka. Um, she was annoying at first, but then once once I, I like Ahsoka Rebels way better than Clone Wars, way better because she's just like she's an adult. She kicks ass and and uh, she tries to help 
help everybody. And they said she, and apparently she's still out there fighting because this is after the Empire Falls. She's still out <laughs> there hiding somewhere, living her life, doing her thing. Nice. So I was, I was she's going to pop up in the, in the sequel trilogy. Honestly, even though it's thirty years, we don't know how long her species lives. You know, hundred years might be nothing for her. Like Chewy, Chewy's 300, 400 years old. Yoda's yeah. nine hundred. You know, that, to them, that's nothing. Okay. So. But yeah, I recommend seeing the Ahsoka stuff too. I guess when she fights Vader, it's it's outstanding. Nice. Just the emotion, get all emotional and shit. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it is. I mean, that, that sounds like a big deal right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Nice. Cool. All right, we got anything else before we go? No, I, I think that's it. I know. No, nah, that's not even worth it. I was about to say it just popped up on ESPN that Mike Clevenger is getting. Tommy John surgery, so good thing the Yankees didn't get him. Oh, good. Jesus. <laughs> Dodge the bullet there. Yeah, no. It sucks. I don't want to say anyone get hurt, but, man, for all those people who are giving them shit about it, maybe it's uh, the, for the best. Oh, I posted uh, real quick, too. I posted it on, on Facebook before. Uh, Angie doesn't like horror movies, though, right? She's weird. She'll watch some of them. It depends. Like, she watched it. She watched both of them. She's scared of clowns and horror movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. You shared that thing about... um. What the hell yeah, is the name it, of the movie? Megan's Missing. You watched it? Yeah, I watched because it's, it's free on YouTube. Okay. It I even shared the link. It popped up on. It's been popping up on TikTok a lot. <clears throat> don't, watch, don't watch this movie alone. Don't watch it at night. Don't watch it by yourself. But th I think it's more for women not to do it because it it's not. It's a found footage movie. Okay. And it's. I mean, the first half is kind of like all right. The last half hour is real fucked up. Wow. Like you're watching this, going, "Who who made this movie? Like how did? Like it's not like insanely wow. graphic, like fucking Cannibal Holocaust or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, it's like it, it messes with you. I mean, I feel bad for women. I don't don't, don't tell Angie not to watch this movie. No, I don't think that'll be a problem <laughs> because it's it's basically it's it's basically like shits on social media and how women like look, don't go meet the guy your dreams of. Of social media because you don't know what's gonna what this guy's gonna be. Oh boy! And it's like one of oh, those boy. things where the last the last half hour forty minutes is like the found footage of the of this this, this girl's video camera. What this guy does? I don't want to I don't want to ruin it in case you watch it. Yeah. But I was I was like I just ain't gonna be like oh I thought it was like twenty days later oh you know it's gonna blow your mind it's gonna destroy your life. So I'm watching like the first half and I'm like ah it's all right it's creepy but it's nothing to it. Yeah. In the last half hour, I was like, what just happened? Wow. I, like, I just sat and watched this. I was like, holy shit. Right, so you're it's, it, my curiosity. I'm not going to lie. It messes with you a little bit. I Women more. Okay. I don't recommend women to watch it. Got to be honest with you. Okay. I, it, won't be a lot to get, it will not be a lot to get Angie to watch it. Trust me. If I don't tell her it exists, she won't watch it anyway because she's not going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I yes, don't it's free on YouTube. Like I said, in the last, uh, it gets a little graphic. It gets a little crazy. And then you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Oh, it almost feels like you just watched like a snuff film, like like a real, like it just happened. Like you're watching it actually happen. You're like, all right, this isn't right. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be watching this. So it kind of messes with you a little bit. Is it kind of like how you felt when you, well, I mean, I guess more how I felt when I watched Tusk. No, it's better than Tusk. Um, but like it was that movie just kind of like took a bizarre turn, and then all of a sudden I walked out of the theater. I remember we we went to see it together, 
And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? It it is, but it's 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 way more disturbing because this well, is so like more realistic. Like, like Tusk ends are gonna happen. Yeah, Tusk, no one's gonna make you into a giant walrus. It's not gonna happen. This could all happen. Okay. Remember how Grogan say he was afraid of Saw because that shit could happen. Yeah. Someone could kidnap you and lock you in a room and and torture you for days. Yeah. Yeah. This is that. This is what this is. This is like this could happen, and it oh, probably wow. has happened, and it probably does happen, and we don't know about it. So it kind of it kind of messes you a little bit. Oh boy! All right. Yeah. So now I'm going to be thinking about this, and I'm going to end up giving yeah, it no, no, it, some point. It's it's not like top greatest horror movies of all time or anything like that. No. It's just like, it's just one of those freaky little movies that you like, like ugh. And like I said, that when you when you get when it gets like the last half hour going, you, you really start questioning like who made this? Okay. Like, can you get away with this? Actually, you the movie really got disturbed. bad. The movie got the movie was made in 2006 or seven. And they banned wow. it. They said we're not showing this movie. And they finally that long think, ago. Yeah, and then I think in 2011 is when they finally released it. But again, it got pulled or something. That's how controversial it was. And now all of wow. a sudden, it's, it's making the rounds on TikTok and other social media, and it became popular again. And the director actually came out and said, "Listen, don't watch this at night. Don't watch it by yourself, especially women. It's it's going to screw you, and it it kind of does." Wow, so I'm gonna have to if I'm gonna watch this because I think I saw it was on Amazon now or something like that. Amazon, so, you have to pay. Oh no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, but, YouTube uh, is free. I actually, no. I think I posted the link. If not, you can just go on YouTube and look up uh, "Megan is missing." Okay, there's like four different links. Like, well, I think I one see. of them, one of them is even in Spanish. All right, and it's not that long. You can knock it out quick. Was it's like under an hour and a half or something like that? About an hour and a half. Okay. So yeah, the first half is well, I can't even tell you. I don't want to ruin it in case you watch it. Yeah, I, I, you are piquing my interest at this, honestly. But I know I'm going to have to watch it apparently at noon, like eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, I, it's not. It's not going to do that to you. I would see you doing it to, to a woman. Okay. Especially single woman who like to go on the internet and like meet dudes. It's like okay, I'm not doing that anymore because <laughs> I'm not. Right. I'm not doing that shit anymore. So I'm going to put this on my list of movies to watch when Angie. Goes to book club or something like that if she does something because I know this sounds like it'll mess her up anyway because it's there's a horror element to it so she's it's gonna mess her up so a, I'll add that to it. It's a real life horror which, which I think is scarier than Freddy or Jason or well Michael Myers I think is more real than any of them. That, but, that's what I've always said and that's what I don't understand yeah. with Angie she's petrified of Freddy Krueger but she'll watch Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's like, go, go figure. Yeah, like, exactly. I mental institution and kill you. <laughs> yes. Freddy's not going to come in your dreams. <laughs> no, that's no. <laughs> so I recommend it. All right. uh, again, I'm not saying it's like top greatest of all time, but it, it, it just, it's one of those I was like, well, now, now you're piquing my curiosity here. So I, I popped it on today and I'm sitting there at work and I'm just like, what the fuck? What did I do? Like, why am I watching this? Rick is going to watch this. Yeah, Rick, Rick should watch it. This is Rick's alley. Yeah. He's going to watch he'll, it. He'll come out with like, uh, you know, a 13 page analyzation and camera shots and lighting. It's like, dude, that ain't this movie. Or he'll tell you if you can get through synopsis. the last 30 minutes, you're, you're, you're good to go. Well, the Rick synopsis of what you just said would be, you know, guy, or girl just goes ahead, goes on, a, goes on a date, gets fucked up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Fuck, see you later. It's dark outside. All right. Gotta go. Yeah, that's it. I gotta go. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's true. I miss Rick's uh, reviews. 
They should have a thing. He should go on like whatever it was, TikTok or something like that, and just do like quick movie reviews and just give like two sentences and just that's it. That's the video. Or we should do that. We should. Rick's Rick's video. Yeah, as him. (laughs) That'll be the other thing we do. And then we make sure we tag him. We make sure we tag him. Exactly. He he would love it. (laughs) He'd love it. He he he's he's embraced it now. He's he's fine with it. All right, so we went on a nice little tangent there. I gave us up to one almost an hour. Good. Like go. I, said, I do, I do recommend that movie. Again, it's not gonna, it's not gonna like, you're not gonna go out and buy a t-shirt or a hat and like, wow, that was awesome. You're not gonna think it's awesome. You're gonna think like, wow, what the fuck did I just watch this movie? But yeah. in a good way. In a good in way. In a good way. Yeah. Not in a twenty-eight mean, days later way. No. No, something happens in this one. Oh, well, then like there you go. Nothing like happens in that movie. Things happen in this one. So, yeah, it's kind of messed up. So I recommend it. Watch it. Let me know how you like it. All right. I think I think I will. I'm going to check it out this week. I will save it. That'll be on my list. If she watches it, I apologize ahead of time. Do it at Saturday afternoon. Yes. When the light, open all the shades. (laughs) No darkness. Put Marvel out of the room. She won't won't let her watch it either. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. All right, so next week we'll be back with Chapter 12 Review. Hopefully we'll see Ahsoka Tana, Rosaria Dawson. If not, oh well. Uh, I, I bet the episode's going to be great. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll have some good free agency news or trades for the Yankees. Uh, okay, that's it. Ed, any final words before we go? Uh, not much, guys. Uh, you know, That's it. So real simple. Wear your mask. Clean your hands like Tim said earlier. And this is the way. Yes, because I don't want to go back into lockdown, even though I know we're going back into lockdown. I don't want to go into lockdown, but we're going back into lockdown. You know why I don't want to go back into lockdown? Because I don't go into lockdown. I have to go to work. This is true. So it's no fun. Yeah. So I really don't want to go. I everyone don't else, go. everyone else gets to stay home and, and be cozy and, and and you know stay inside and stay clean. I have to go out and scrub shit that people might have touched who have COVID. No. Exactly. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out.